um, the teachings of Lord Shaitanya, which I am just relishing. And um, I can't I can't pretend to, under, to feel I understand a lot of it. A lot of it is just sort of I'm at, you know continue to go back to it again and again. But something really struck me. This uh, one of the things that struck me was uh, something I think it was in there that said um, uh, um, release all other forms of religion and follow me. Something I'm paraphrasing, but something to that effect. Yeah. And that was that was a really. Uh, I mean, I really heard that. Uh, and especially me, who's been dabbling here. And, dabbling there, teaching this, teaching that. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, I mean, that's, I thought I really want to establish my life based on that. I mean, it really was kind of like something that just jumped off the page at me. Yeah. So I don't know if I have a question about that. I, I, actually, there was probably in the next couple of weeks, as you'll be here with us, where there's, there were some things, paragraphs that were, uh, you know, I wanted to glean some deeper meanings, and I'll, I guess I'll bring them. I can't remember what they are. Yeah. But uh, what a beautiful book that is. That's a really Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, by all means, while I'm here, let's spend some time. You know, you, would you, uh, uh, my schedule is somewhat open. I mean, there's some things that are planned, you know, that I can't move. But uh, you work it into your schedule. We'll sit down one-on-one -on -one or in a group. But uh, I'd like to have one-on-one -on -one meetings with, with, with folks while I'm here. I didn't, I don't feel like I did enough of that. Uh, <clears throat> last trip, or maybe even last trip or two, we were having fun together. But it's nice to sit down one on one on one. So I enjoy that. So uh, if if you'd like, we'll, we'll do that. But uh, Lord Chaitanya is is quoting uh, Lord Krishna. Krishna says that the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, 66 verse. You know, Arjuna is. This is towards the end of the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna's been speaking. The wars have is kind of put on hold. It's like on pause, you know. Mm -hmm. So the film of a war and you hit pause, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about to go. So uh, at the end, Arjuna wants to know, uh, what are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> Krishna's telling him so many things. All right, what is your ultimate? What, get to the point here, Krishna. Just tell me, what's the secret that you're trying to uh, tell me about this? Krishna says, Sarva Dharma Pratyagya Mamikam Sarambaja. You know, he says, give it all up. Give up all forms of religion and just surrender to me. Become my servant, my, my loving servant. And I will deliver you. Have no fear, have no doubt. So that's like uh, the real subject matter that Krishna is trying to impart. You can Try whatever you like, you, you, like you say, and many of us were like that. We dabble a little bit of this, and we dabble a little bit here, we try this, and, and, and it's, it's kind of like we start out thinking, uh, <clears throat> I found this new philosophy. Ooh, and it's, you know, it sounds really great, Sean. I think it's, it, it's the best thing for me. You know? I will do better if I practice this religion, you see? And I want you to try it too. And you too, you know, you should try this. Because if I do this, this will be the best thing for me to do, you see. So we're still in the uh, I, me, and mine. What's in it for me? 
material. It's material. You know, what can I get out of it? What do I get? And uh, so uh, we take up these religious practices and we're trying to achieve uh, liberation. Some people want uh, a better life. You know, they want, uh, some people actually want a more affluent life. They approach God for affluence. You know, some people are just really desperate and they don't have any, any other place to go, you see. So, <clears throat> but it's, it's in the beginning and that's, that's okay for us to be that way. It's okay for us to feel, I need to do something for me. You know, you're busy doing for you. So you're not doing for me, and you're not doing, I gotta watch out for number one over here, so I gotta look for something that works for me, you see. So uh, when we come in contact with Krishna consciousness, eventually that will fade, you see. We'll start wondering, Krishna, what can I do for you, you see. We start, when we have self-realization, we realize, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an eternal living entity. You see, I have nothing to worry about. I, I can't be withered by the wind or pierced by a sword or burned by fire. I can't. Nothing can happen to me. I may have to take <coughs> this body from time to time. <coughs> but actually, now that I've found uh, Krishna, I'm okay. You know, so I feel comfortable about my situation. Krishna, what can I do for you? We start, to, we start to be concerned about his pleasure, his happiness, you see. Uh, we might even, uh, Mother Yashoda uh, worried about Krishna, you see. We might, even, it's, it's, we might even worry, you see. Sometimes the devotees, someone may say something about Krishna and we become uh, worried that his feelings would be hurt if they say something a little off color, you know, people that we're preaching to. You think, well, how's Krishna going to take that? So in other words, as we go along, we start to think less and less of him being God. Because if he's God, uh, let him fend for himself. He's a big guy. (laughs) He can take care of himself. You know, <clears throat> if you say something and offends him, he can throw a, a fireball down and just send you to ashes. You know, he could do that. Or, you know, he could do anything. You see, as long as it's I'm I'm seeing him as God because uh, I want him to give me. You see, uh, and then the roles eventually will, will reverse. You know, I I want to give I want to give him. You see, so. Uh, but, but what's the purpose of religion? Uh, like I said in the beginning, it looks like it's something that's good for me. Now, a problem that we see is that people, uh, you know, we, we have to, I, I try to remind myself at least once a day, try to remember several times a day, Om Agyanta Marindasya Agyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. I was born in the darkness of ignorance. You see, uh, I, I, I was ignorant. I didn't know anything about God. <coughs> I, I could speculate, but I was born in darkness of ignorance. But my spiritual master opened my darkened eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. You see, he gave me knowledge. Now, what we're saying here is before I met uh, 
Srila Prabhupada in his teachings, he, he, he has given us Krishna, he's given us the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. But before that, uh, all I knew was garbage. Now, even if I had uh, a PhD in whatever, it's basically garbage. It might help me to run a computer or to write some software or to do this or to do that, but it, it, I was in the darkness of ignorance. I didn't know how to get myself out of this material world, you see. I was clueless. I could have uh, uh, an MBA, a PhD, you know, and you know, all these letters after my name and, and even have lots of money and, and have, I mean, we see it around us. We see people who have lots of money, they have even followers, and they're in the darkness of ignorance. They don't know how to transcend this material world. So if, if I'm in that situation, and we see this a lot, if I'm in that situation where I'm in the darkness of ignorance, uh, do I have the brains to, to, to figure out, well, you know, I, I kind of like this religion over here because it fits with how I feel. Why would anybody care? Why should I care how I feel? I'm in the darkness of ignorance. You know, I'm a fool when it comes to spiritual life. I may be a doctor, I may be this or a scientist, but I'm a fool when it comes to spiritual life. An absolute babbling idiot. I know nothing. So how can I say, well, I kind of like this religion or that religion because I think it kind of, it, it goes along with how I believe. But I'm a fool, you see. It, it, it might go, I might hear it and think, oh, well, now that makes sense. But to choose it because, you know, I, I think that, uh, that that's the way I would, I don't know how I believe. I need to be told how to believe. I need to find someone who's not in ignorance. You know, someone that's not in ignorance and is not looking out for their own well-being, that's actually looking out for my well-being, you see. And that seems a little foreign in this material world. You know, who's looking out for you? I mean, we have, you know, little tastes of that here and there, but basically there's, there's not enough of that to go around. <clears throat> Krishna's devotees are looking out for you. That's what we do. We're not, uh, I mean, we have to look out for ourselves and feed ourselves. And, <coughs> but our job, our mission is to look out for everyone else, all living entities, to save them. You see, so um, um, that's why it's so important to, to, to take the, um, um, the meaning of that verse, give up all forms of religion, because uh, these forms of religion are, are meant to help, to, are meant to, to be vehicles to take us somewhere, you see. They're, religion should have a result. You know, it should do something for you. And you shouldn't have to wait until you die to find out if, you, if it's right. You know, that's a lot to ask. You know, I want you to make an investment. But you won't know if the investment's going to pay off until you die. <laughs> you know, I want you to have a relationship. You know, I want you to marry someone. But you're not going to know if they love you until you die, you know. I mean, come on. So, uh, 
this uh, a, a religion is is something that that takes you somewhere. It's just like uh, you know, if you're staying in a hotel and you have to catch a plane, uh, so you call down to the front desk and you say, uh, "Do you have a shuttle? Do you have a somebody that can take me to the airport?" And they say, "Yes." You know, come on down at such and such. What time is your flight? You say the time. Okay, the shuttle guy will take you. Uh, uh, the owner of the hotel says, I'll send my, my assistant in my personal car and take you to the airport. You see, so here he, he takes you to the airport and he pulls up, you know, and you're looking for your airlines. You see your airlines and the guy pulls up. Okay, here we are, American Airlines. And uh, you're thinking, well, I, I kind of like this car, you know. I think I just want to, I want to stay. You know, can you take me back to the hotel and bring me back? You know, I'm just, well, sir, I've taken you to your destination. So, oh, but I'm attached to this car, you see. That's foolish. You're, you're going someplace. You're on a trip. This, this was a link. This, this car was a link to take you to your destination. So was the airplane. It's going when to, when the airplane takes you to wherever you're going, you go back to Tucson and you, want, you don't want to get off the airplane. Well, that's, that's loony, you see. So if we become attached to a religion, the religion is supposed to take us to Krishna, you see. So that's, therefore, Krishna says, uh, if you really want to cut to the front of the line, you know, uh, just give it all up. Just become my servant. That's why we say, we're not really a religion. Now, we're registered as a religion. We're considered a religion by the laws of the United States and by the state of Arizona and by the city of Tucson. And you know, we are considered, but we're really not. You know, absolutely, we're not. We're um, um, a method to achieve love of Godhead. And you don't have to wait till you die to tell if you're getting it. You you should get it long before you die, you see. Uh, you will. It will happen. You, if, if, you, you know, if you apply it, if you put fire to paper, if you heat paper to 456 degrees Fahrenheit, it bursts into flame. It will happen, you see. So Krishna consciousness works. It will happen. Now, you can slow it down by attachments or uh, maybe water it down. You know, if you put water on the paper, it won't burst into flame because it doesn't get to the temperature properly. So we can do things to slow it down out of attachments or distractions. You see, um, we get distracted into doing something else. Um, there's so much going on around us in this wonderful United States. You know, Apple's always coming out with these wonderful new products and and uh, there's so many wonderful things to do, and fun, you know, fun to attempt to have. <coughs> so we get we allow ourselves to get distracted, then we won't get the taste as quick. But if we stay focused, it it will work. It positively will. There's no doubt. Krishna says, "Have have no doubt." You know, he's saying, "Just become my loving servant." Now, you give you give yourself to me as loving servant, and I personally will deliver you. 
have no doubt, have no fear. Boy, those are big words. You know, in other words, you could stumble around and try all these processes yourself. And maybe you'll attain me. You know, you can try all these different yoga forms and you can try um, this ism and that ism. And, you know, you can meditate and you can do everything, you know, just twist yourself into a pretzel and um, you can try all these things. And you just might, after many, many births and uh, really, really uh, dedicating yourself, you just might make it, you see. But Krishna says, you just become my loving servant, I'll deliver you personally. Well, you know, that's like a shortcut. It's literally like, uh, like getting to go to the front of the line. You know, everybody else wants to stand in line. And you say to Krishna, hey, is there a way I can cut around? And Krishna says, sure, come here, I'll, I'll take you up there. I'll take you to the head of the line. The rest of the people are into being in the line. <laughs> you know? Does that make any sense? Yes. Thank you. So, I mean, that's what this Krishna consciousness is all about. I mean, it, it may appear when people come here, they see, uh, they come to this, we were talking, they come to the Sunday feast, they see singing and dancing, and it's like, ah. you know, they, kept, they came here to take a spiritual sip. And it's like trying to take a sip out of a fire hydrant. <laughs> you know? If you try to take a drink out of a fire hydrant, it'll blow you a block away, you know. As soon as you get in front of the water, wham! So, but it's like that. It's, it's potent. It's the source. It's the, um, uh, it's the desired success. You know, I mean, I don't know how many ways I can rephrase it. You know, my brain is feeble right now, so I can't think of, but it is. That's, so it's not a place to come if you want just to take a little sip, you see. I mean, you can, but sometimes you get around the devotees with everything that's happening and the, 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 um, um, the vibration of uh, the living entities that are here connecting with Krishna. And uh, the, the love, there's a, there's a love being exchanged and this flow of love is, is, a, is a strong uh, current. You know, it's a strong experience. So, uh, um, it's not a, it's, it's not a, Krishna's not a casual guy, you know. <laughs> he's a full-blown lover, you know. <laughs> he's just all the way. <laughs> you know, he, he's not shy about loving and exchanging love. And uh, so, therefore, it's a little difficult to have, like, a little casual <laughs> affair with Krishna. You know, it's just like, uh, he's going to sweep you away. And you're just, you're going to get swept away. And so if you, get, if you get caught up in the current, it's just going to take you away. It's like you get into the Ganges. Sometimes you go out to bathe in the Ganges uh, in Mayapur. <clears throat> and if you get too far out certain times of the year, the current will just sweep, sweep you away. People have been drowned. You know, they tell the devotees, don't get too far out into the current, it will take you, you know. It, it's, it's a big river and it will, it's flowing quickly 
not all the time, but sometimes of the year it's, it's, uh, it's like that. So, uh, and Krishna consciousness is like that. Getting close to Krishna, you get swept away. You know, uh, not only, I mean, it happens, but I mean, the devotee gets to the point where he starts to want that. You know, it's just, oh, take me, Krishna. <laughs> you know? I'm not resisting. You know, we're, we're like, I heard the analogy one time, but the devotee is like a, a leaf in a tree, you know, and a leaf dries out and it falls down into the river. And the river's got this strong current. And as soon as the leaf hits the water, it's just swept away. You know, it's going 90 miles an hour downstream. You know, no, no chance of, of, uh, of help. You know, it's helpless. You see, so the devotee actually wants that. We want to be swept away by Krishna. You know, just take it, take me, you know. Uh, uh, sweep me away, use me as your instrument. You know, let me do for you uh, as, as you want. You know, just take it and go. Don't, don't, I don't want to make that many decisions. You know, I want you to, uh, let me know what you want. The devotee spends most of his time trying to figure out uh, what does Krishna want, you know. And if we come up with something uh, that we think we should do, then we're analyzing uh, how, how does Krishna want this, you know? Is this okay with, with, with Krishna? How do we know? Well, we've checked with our guru. You go to our guru. Does you think Krishna would want me to do this? You see, the guru is the link. Know, to Krishna, he's he's like uh, uh, an extension cord. See. So um, we we need to get to the point where we're not um, thinking. Uh, and I see some sometimes I, as I travel around and I'm, I'm preaching, there are people who are who are telling me, "Well, I'm actually looking for a religion that will." And I think, "Oh, you you poor person." You unfortunate person. You're trying to find a religion that will uh, allow you to be as you are. And I'm trying to think, is it because of your ego, uh, ignorance, uh, combination? You know, we hear that, you know, that's common in, uh, in society. I want somebody who loves me for, for what I am. And that's, when you think about it, that sounds really sweet, doesn't it? But I'm telling you, I'm perfect. Hey, there's no improvement here, buddy. You've got to love me for what I am. I mean, that's really, you know, how, how is that lovable? Unless you walk on water or something, you know, if you're really perfect. If you're all that, you know, you know, what is it they say? If you're all that in a bag of chips, you know, then... Okay, sure, then I love you for exactly the way you are. You know, no room for improvement. But, you know, one who's got intelligence, you'll know, oh man, if I got room for improvement, well, I need to improve. You know, I mean, this is my job. This is my life's work, is to improve so that I can uh, uh, make it out of this situation that I'm in. Get it? I think that's what's very unique about my experience with Krishna consciousness, it is a, such a, a sharp contrast to 
Well, I mean, certainly my tradition that I grew up in, and also I got a little reminder of that yesterday because a friend of mine, who I, you met, remember Tall Steve, the minister the, that's over at um, uh, United Church of Christ. So he's a good friend of mine, and he this yesterday was his last sermon. He's going back to Chicago. He took a lakeside church there. Called him. So uh, anyway, I went to his last sermon because I wanted to just be there to support him. And uh, I haven't been, you know, a standard Christian church in so long that it was just kind of like another, like, whoa, this is what they do. And um, I was astonished at the uh, that the relationship to God is petitionary. It's like give, it's like Santa Claus. Give me this. Give me that. I want this. I need this. Yeah. You know, there's a time during the service. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I'm not trying to be overly judgmental. That's just their relationship. It's what they've been taught that yeah. God is there to be. Uh, Touched through need. He's the I, he's the oh what is it uh, order. order supplier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really it's good one. <laughs> it's exactly it. He's my order supplier. Fill your order. Yeah, yeah. One stop shopping. Yeah. And it's, not that we criticize. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't you, want to do that. You, you've, you've got to. I mean, we have to be able to um, observe. Yeah. <clears throat> without being con considered critical. Yeah. And if we want to be a little critical, uh, we don't mean to offend. You know, we're not putting them down. Exactly. I mean, at least they're in church. Exactly. And, and it's sort of like that's how they've been trained. I mean, that's the, that's the paradigm. Yeah. You know. And, um, and it's, and yeah, it's, it was just an interesting observation. Yeah. You know, it's a whole. Because, I mean, here, there's never a time that there's petitionary, you know, we're not, you know, we don't have that. There's not that dynamic with God. It's like loving Krishna. There's like it's like it's it's a complete reversal. Uh, it's service to rather than asking for. Yeah. <clears throat> Which you know. Yeah, because the devotee understands he's gonna give me. He always has been giving me. I mean, he's the source of of all sources. Everything is coming from him. And if I really, uh, if any of us stops for a moment and really get serious, our cup is really running, running over. It always has, you see. Uh, we put more and more demands on, on God, you know. Uh, uh, it's just like I think we were talking the other night. Uh, what are we trying to do? Uh, are we, oh yeah, we were talking about that, you know, get that machine that makes the free energy, you know, that which is a wonderful idea, but will that deliver mankind? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> in the materialistic sense, it would be great if we could go into little villages here and there and say, now you have electricity, you don't have electricity now, so now we're gonna give you free electricity so you have all the power you want, which means that you can pump water and you can do so many things. So uh, now you can go out and get a television. <laughs> You know, cable TV did to India in 50 years what the British couldn't do in 200 years. Hmm. It's a fact, isn't it? Can you say that one more time? Uh, cable D TV conquered India <laughs> in 50 years. It did what the, what the British couldn't do in 200 years. They that's, couldn't make much of a change in India. That's scary. Yeah. The British could not make much, they didn't have that much of an impact, really. 
I mean, they left thinking, God, these people, you know, they're unchangeable. You know, I mean, there was a few things. There was a British influence <clears throat> when they left, you know. But, uh, but basically, India was still India. But then along comes uh, power to certain places. Uh, we see people, uh, uh, I, I, know, I know many places, I see, I've seen them in Goberdon, I've seen them many places where they steal the electricity, <laughs> they have free power anyway. You know. they, they take, uh, they, they, have you ever seen them do that? They take this long bamboo, uh, piece of bamboo, it's like 20, 30 feet long, a big long piece, of, and they'll cut it in the end, put a little notch in it, and they'll take a wire that they've run from their house and they'll take and they'll put it up and they'll hook it into the electricity. Now sometimes they get bah, you know, all fried, you know, but, but you know, there's a, I don't know, maybe in some areas as much as 25-30% of, of the electricity is just stolen. I mean, they don't have linemen that are riding the lines and checking these things out. It's remote. So uh, you get the power lines going through uh, from city to city, and the villagers figure out how to steal it, you know. And uh, then they start getting cable TV, or they start getting TV, then cable TV, and now uh, uh, India is, uh, uh, to, give you, to give you an example, there was this uh, horrible case, you've heard about that thing in, in Delhi, you know, to see what uh, the docile, wonderful people uh, now there was a, a couple, an Indian couple, that had gone to see a movie, and they were thought, well, you know, that was nice. Now let's go back to, let's go home. So they're catching a bus. So a bus pulls up, and they, they get on the bus, and they didn't know that it was a a, a, a bus that had been hired by six boys, and they're just out joyriding. And they didn't, and then all of a sudden the bus went off the main thoroughfare, and the the man, there was a man and a woman, the man starts to protest, where are you going? And so they beat him up with, a, with an iron piece of iron rod and, uh, and raped and, and actually killed the girl. And in the end, they threw them both off the bus. And uh, they were found by the police and she went to the, it's horrible what they did to her. I'm not even gonna go there what they did. It's beyond rape, you know, far beyond. So, you know, um, but now in India you have the the movies. You know the bang bang shoot 'em up movies, and and now that we have electricity, those bang bang shoot 'em up ninja movies are in the villages. You know, who in, un, until they got electricity, they were undisturbed, very much like Lord Chaitanya's time. You know, 